Hello, this is Pastor Mark, and I welcome you to Pastor MarkCast. My observations of current events in the context of how we understand God, what we understand about people, and how to find meaning in our own lives. Today I'll be discussing 50 years of ordained elders and deacons in the Reformed Church in America. This past Saturday, I was part of a webinar that celebrated women's leadership in the Reformed Church in America. I remember the battle for women to be ministers in 1979. But at that time, I knew very little of the history of the discussions about women, elders, and deacons. That happened when I was in grammar school and high school. I really did not know that this was a heated discussion. In my adult lifetime, women have always been elders and deacons. I can't imagine a church without women leaders. That wasn't always so, as I found out. Many of the early women who became elders and deacons actually faced great obstacles. The male deacons, elders, and clergy were often to blame for the opposition, but many women were among the first to be ordained, report that their biggest opponents were other women. The ordained women felt betrayed by their sisters, who assumed would give them help and support. Betrayal seems to be the common feeling among the early women I know, as they sought ordination. They had served their congregations in various capacities throughout their lives. Even as children, many had showed leadership, and the fruit of the Spirit was evident within them. Despite the Holy Spirit, and despite their good works, churches were telling them that they were not <coughs> appropriate for ordained offices. They believed that God was telling them one thing, the church was telling them another. The church, in the view of these women, had betrayed them. Ultimately, women were ordained as deacons and elders, and 20 years later, they were ordained to be ministers of word and sacrament. Many of them are the most gifted and talented officers that I know. I can't help but wonder how many of these gifted and talented women we kept out of ministry because the male hierarchy kept women out for so many years. I can't help but wonder if many of our churches would be stronger today if we had embraced these spirit-filled women decades before we did. Where would any of us be? Any of us who are disciples of Christ without gifted and spirit-filled leaders. 
Often our mothers first taught us Bible stories. Usually it was women who were our Sunday school teachers. Many of us saw women elders and deacons when we were young. They were all valuable in our own faith formation. I think that we all owe words of gratitude to these faithful women who made us what we are today. Now, it makes me wonder who else we are ignoring today when we evaluate future leaders. Do we base leadership on who and what a person is? There really should only be two questions that we asked. Is the person full of the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Has God called the person for leadership? Do we think, with our internal prejudices, that we should add to the list? What categories or attributes do we think are as important as God's calling and the fruit of the Spirit? I hope that as we celebrate women office holders, we don't make the same mistake of excluding other people based on any other of their attributes. Well, this concludes this edition of Pastor Markcast. I know it is not easy to do the right thing, but it is worth trying. Let us strive to live lives that honor God and bless our neighbors. When we do this, we will all know the peace of God in ways that we can hardly comprehend. May God bless you this day and the whole week to come.